Alice? Uh, uh, well, he told uh, uh, the relatives of Lazarus in John chapter 11, he said, if you would believe, what you would see the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Well, I, I don't know about you, but I come with a heart full of faith tonight, Amen. believing that I will see the glory of God. Amen. And so the glory of God makes everything better, doesn't it? And there's nothing on earth that can compare to His, to His glory and His presence in our lives. And, uh, you know, we were thinking, uh, we, were t- we were talking last week after the, after the believers meeting how, um, you know, we, uh, if you were at, at the meeting, probably most of you were, uh, you know, we spent a good bit of time just giving thanks, didn't we? And just, just thanks and praise to God and, and, uh, and, and, and you never waste time doing that. But uh, we, we, we were just talking about that, how, you know, if a person just comes to an average church service, even here, or other churches, and that's all they do, in, this, in the sense of that's the sum total of their, of their spiritual input, and, and I don't mean they don't read the Bible or something like that as well, but that's the only thing they ever witness. It could be that people don't know that what we did last week is to be a part of the Christian's life. And sometimes there can be an assumption made on the part of leadership at times where we think, well, people do, people are all doing that. Uh, you know, people, Christians are all spending time just praising God at home. <laughs> I think sometimes we miss it to think that everyone is. <laughs> I know this group does. But, I mean, there might be some others in other places that don't. No, but in reality, I'm aware that not everyone does. But, we, again, it's easy sometimes to think that, well, people know at least that they, that they ought to, that that would be a healthy spiritual activity, that that would be normal for the Christian life. Uh, but, again, I think we might be missing it sometimes to think that everyone knows that. And uh, Pastor Mickey brought up, well, would we know that except for, you know, Brother Hagan taught us that, you know, all, the, all those years back and some of those that were around him, just to, we were taught to spend time in the presence of God, not necessarily reading the words off a screen or just worshiping, giving thanks, and sometimes just being quiet and sometimes just, just being still before God. Uh, we, were, we were taught that and it was demonstrated and so we know, not, ju- not just in precept, yeah, do that. Pray all the time. Pray without ceasing. But by example, it was was like, well, this is how you do that. This is how you enter into the presence of God. This is how you approach Him. This is how you take time and control your mind and, and get to a place where the things of God are more real than the things of this earth. And and, and so uh, maybe I've taken for granted all the sometimes over the years that, well, I do know how to do that. I don't mean I'm you know, perfectly disciplined every day of my life, but, you know, but I do know how to enter into the presence of, of the Lord, and, and sometimes others don't really know that, uh, but the situations like last week, uh, th- those, those are to be a part of the Christian life, amen? Well, uh, again, what, what do we mean? J- just taking time and spending sometimes more than a few minutes and, and, and letting your worship and your thanks come out of your heart led by the Spirit and just letting it come up instead of just being spoon-fed the words or, or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? And, and, and that's so valuable, valuable. And again, even if, because we got, you know, lots of people that are a part of our church and we love them and they're, fa- they're family, we're one big family, but not everyone makes it into a service like this, right? I mean, not everyone would even fit, right? Uh but not everyone makes a service like this. Say, is there anything wrong with that? Well, wrong, that's not what I'm looking for. But I do know this, that sometimes people don't ever get exposed to certain ways that God's Spirit moves. And uh, and that's why coming in with an at- the right attitude and the right atmosphere, um, we can begin to know God in different ways in different ways that he moves and speaks and and uh and 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 
and deals with people in their lives. Amen. That's important for us to know. Uh, again, we're no less loved if we don't know it, no less saved. But how many understand there's much for us to learn about walking with God at higher levels? All right. We've mentioned to you before, and you know this from Scripture, there are, there, we have examples of certain people who walked with God, and it seemed like they were, they were hanging out at higher levels than the average Joe, right? Like Enoch. Remember him? And, and certainly we know that some people uh, have a relationship with God that exceeds others. Now, not in a positional state. We're all loved the same, right? We're all God's favorites, right? But in an experiential, practical walking with God. Now, for example, you might be, most of you know my wife, but probably to varying degrees, right? Based on experiences you've had with her, conversations, time spent. Some, it's just, yeah, she sits up in the front row. I say hi once in a while. And that's fine. That's fine. And others may have spent, uh, you know, more time with her. Likewise, it is that way with the Lord. All right. All of us uh, can be saved. Most of us, I'm sure, are. Maybe everyone here. Saved. We, we know the Lord in that way. He's my Savior. But there is great, vast differences in people's lives to how much they know Him in the sense like, like this. There are things I could tell you about my wife. I'm pointing here, but she's not actually here, so just <laughs> pretend she's ministering in, elsewhere. All right. <laughs> so just imagine. Uh, there are things I know about her that you don't. And there are things I know about the Lord that you may not know. I don't really know. There are things you know about the Lord that I may not know. Right? Why? Because of how He's revealed Himself to you and the experiences you've had with Him and in, and in His Word. Uh, and, and there's nothing that substitutes for that. All right? Are we looking to measure and say, you're a better Christian than you? Not really the motive. I just want to walk with God. And every time I get to know more about Him, I like it. And it's better than it was the day before, right? And that's why opening ourselves up to new experiences in the Lord is vital for our growth. And again, what about those who never have opportunity? Well, the Lord loves them, and, and that's fine. I'm just saying there are things to experience. There are things to understand in God that only come to those who go after Him. Right. And sometimes, again, guilt? No. A lot of times people don't even know to go after Him. Like I mentioned before, I was privileged to experience and see certain things modeled before me uh, decades ago. Well, what about those who didn't see that? Well, they don't know that's, that, that that is there. And it's one of my desires and, and, and goals for, uh, for, for us and why. Well, I mean, you know, we're having these services based upon the leading of the Spirit. But at the same time, it's, it's one of my goals and desires to, to demonstrate and to lead people into a relationship with God that is much deeper than just a surface level thing. And, and, and watch, and, and even deeper than I understand spiritual principles and truths. Because I'm all about teaching the Word, and I love to do it, and it's a, I'm anointed to do it, and I could just do that all night and be fulfilled in that. But I also know that there's more. There's experiences with God. All right? I don't believe that our relationship with God was, uh, was supposed to be just mechanical, just a memorization of Scripture, just a going through rituals, 
just even knowing Bible principles and spiritual truths, although these are all part. It's supposed to be more than that, right? Just like, you know, my wife, uh, my relationship with her is supposed to be more than legal. Hi, we're married, you know. <laughs> we got a legal relationship. We can show you the, uh, the paperwork. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Can even show you the video if we need to. <laughs> How many got the video? Alright, <laughs> right, some of you are too old. They didn't have the video back then. We got the video of the marriage. Unfortunately, it's on VHS though. <laughs> but our relationship is supposed to be more than that, uh, than just a legal relationship. It's supposed to be made up of our time together our experiences together, how we've grown together, and, uh, and, and the things we do for each other. And, and likewise, our relationship with God. There is the legal relationship, no doubt. There is the right standing with God. No, no question that in the Word of God, there are many legal terms. All right? The fact that you've been justified, you've been made righteous, you've been declared to be just and holy, well, that's done on a legal basis based on the blood. Why? So that I can be with Him. So that I could walk with Him. So that I could know Him and have intimate fellowship with Him. How many understand that God, back in, back in the beginning, God did not walk with Adam in the cool of the day to fix Adam. To, to make sure he was doing right. No, he was completely innocent. There was zero sin. There was nothing wrong with him, per se. There, he, he was, everything God created was good. Why did God walk with him? For that matter, why did he make him? For the relationship. So he could be with him. Amen. And so I always see that there are that both sides of this equation are vitally important. Yes, we need to be taught the Word and taught scriptural and, and, and uh, biblical principles about our righteousness, about our standing with God, about what belongs to us in Christ, about, about grace and mercy and all these wonderful things about our Christian character and all this stuff. We're to learn these principles. And we are, yeah, toe the line. We should, we should be endeavoring to live our lives righteous and holy. And, uh, but again, not just as an end to itself. Because then, you know, then people border on self-righteousness and pride and I did it but 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 we need to get to the place I'm clean I'm washed I've been made right so that I could walk with God so that I can experience him amen and uh, and these things can be very very valuable and, and understand the Lord wants you uh, to have experiences with him really experiences with him i'm not saying now you know if you're a word person like i am you, you know you ooh, don't let don't base your faith on experience i know that <laughs> we always submit our experiences to the word right the word of god always takes precedence and, and if you tell me about some crazy experience that you had and, and i'm going to be all over it when you're telling me you know what I'm saying? I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, I would expect you to do the same to me. Is If you send me something that's off the wall, I'm going to be searching my scripture index. You know what I'm talking about? We, we should all do that. I wonder, is there a scripture on that? Uh, does that contradict any scripture? Because if it does, I'm going, ah, sorry. Nice story, but that's not true. Like what Daniel said the other day about his one of his musicians. God told him to wear the ugly tie. <laughs> I like how he said, no, he didn't. <laughs> sometimes I think that's what people need to hear. I mean, sometimes it's difficult to tell people, <laughs> right? When they say, the Lord told me, you just want, you know, you want to be nice and everything, but no, he didn't. And stop being so blatant with that. God told me, because sometimes, you know, if he did, fine. But that tie? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and so anyway, the, the, the Lord does want us to experience Him. He does want us to have times where we can point to in our lives, just like, you know, I could have a time with Mike. Maybe we went fishing or something. And Do you fish? No. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we went flying and we had an experience and, you know, and we shot down the enemy. <laughs> And all of our lives we'll be able to talk <laughs> talk about that experience. And that was a close call, wasn't it? And uh, But we have that. We have that experience together with the Lord. Times where you can talk about them for years to come. Experiences you had with Him. They could be in a church service. They could be not. Right? Uh, many times, I could, a lot of my experiences are in church services. Sometimes on the ministry end, sometimes not on the ministry. You just kind of, just on the receiving end and, and, and being in the presence of God. And a lot of the, the things I've experienced are, it's like, wow, that it was in church. Well, that's one of God's favorite places. <laughs> you realize that's, uh, not, not that I don't have any times alone. I do. I can tell you some stories about things I've had alone. But one of God's favorite places is when people gather together in His name. I mean, what, what I mean by that is, his name is the reason we gather. It's the reason we're getting together. And I think that's our reason here tonight. I mean, we enjoy seeing each other in fellowship, and that's, that's good. I always enjoy seeing everyone. But you're not, that's not the main reason I come. The main reason I come is so we together can corporately gather in His name and seek His face. And in the midst of that, ooh, God really likes it. Hey, I mean, I tell you what, there's, there have been times I've had, uh, you know, trips planned or gatherings together with friends or sometimes just at a restaurant and I really look forward to it. Hey, we're going to have some good food. We're going to have some good just to hang out, tell jokes, you know, just in, enjoy each other and talk about things of God. Look forward to that. I really believe that that same expectation ought to be there for when we gather with Him. We're getting together. Come on, we're getting together tonight. And I tell you what, God's going to be there. <laughs> and we're going, to ha- we're going to talk to Him. We're going to have a good time. We may laugh. We may cry. We may sing and shout. We may jump up and down. Or we may sit, th- sit there and just hear about His goodness and about His grace. It's going to be a good time. Amen. Amen. And, and in the midst of those, there'll be, as many of you could probably already testify, there'll be unique experiences where God will visit you. Amen. He's always with you, but He will show Himself strong in your life. Show Himself mighty in your life. And, uh, and those things are never, you can never trade those for a seminar. You can, I'm telling you, I love a good book. Can't trade it for a good book. Can't trade it for anything else because it's just God all over you. And uh, man, that's the... Those things make the, all the difference in the world. And listen, I remember a time years ago, I was I was in a meeting, and I wasn't teaching or preaching in this meeting. I was in ministry, but um, uh, there were some good things happening. Some people were getting saved in the meeting, and people were getting healed. Uh, just some outstanding things were happening, and uh, and God's Spirit was just moving mightily. And I remember going over to a a friend a friend's house who was a friend in my younger years, and I and uh, and I went over to visit his mother because I wanted to invite her to the meeting. And I remember telling her about the, the meeting. I was just telling her about some of the things that happened. And she just looked at me and says, you're just like glowing. <laughs> and I don't know if that was just a, any kind of spiritual something that's happening, but I could tell you this, I was genuinely excited about what God was doing. And it, when you are, Man, that'll come out your eyes. Your invites, your uh, trying to draw other people in takes on a whole new life when you are individually excited. Amen. Individually, you have an experience with God. You're thinking, man, I got to tell my neighbor about this. I got to get my mother in here. I got to get whoever it is. I got to get them in here because, man, this is God is doing some tremendous things. See, this is one of the reasons I believe that it's important that I have something from God on a personal level. Not just, even not me just as a, as a pastor have something, just as a believer, as a person. If I have times with the Lord, as, as, as it says, in, remember in Acts, times of refreshing. There in, I think, the second chapter or 
or somewhere around there, times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord, if I have those times, I'm more equipped to do everything in life. I'm better off everywhere I go because there's something about me that's not just natural and it's not just a situation where, where I can quote to you what's memorized. And listen, we got some of that and that's fine, but it's more than that. There's something on it. There's something that's there. There's something, some, there's something that goes beyond the dimension of me in my mind trying to convince you in your mind of something. There's the very life and excitement of God. Man, when people get excited, that becomes contagious. It really is. And so it's, listen, I tell you what, it's my prayer that that you get really happy. (laughs) That you get really excited. And how? Not just by a manufacturer. I could tell a few jokes. We could all laugh and go home and be, you know, say, hey, that was fun. I'm talking much deeper than that. I really am. I'm talking where the Spirit of God moves on you. And there have been, there have been times we've had situations where uh, in our services where I know at times when the Lord has led me to lay hands on different people and they stay out on the floor for an hour. It's like, what's happening there? You must have knocked them down hard, man. <laughs> Didn't the usher catch them? <laughs> well, we've had, a, we've had a few of those too. But... <laughs> Uh, but I'm telling you where, where, where God was doing something in the person's life and it was obviously, obviously way beyond my just praying for them or my desire for them. The Spirit of God moved in their life. Amen. Amen. And these are the days which, that we're looking at, at more and increase of these things. I tell you what, there's not a person that God doesn't want to uh, take to a higher place and to reveal himself more to and to give experiences in him. Amen. And uh, I'm, just ex- I'm just excited about this. I, re- I remember uh, years ago I was in, in, in Panama and, and I was preaching on the street there in a city called Cologne, and uh, uh, it didn't smell like Cologne, by the way. <laughs> I don't want, you know, not to insult those people. I don't in any way, but jokingly, I would say it smelled like more like Corel Number Five <laughs> instead of the other one. Uh, anyway, I mean, seriously, it just didn't. But it was a, you know, there's these tall buildings where we were standing, and I was. Um, I was preaching there on the street. We had our team and our people around there, and there were people looking over the balconies. And and and, there, and, and as I started speaking, I tell you what, because I'm not really—I mean, I'm not an evangelist. That's not my 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 call and my office. But I started speaking. I thought, wow, this is nice. <laughs> and it was simple. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't profound and deep. I just started talking about how. Uh, about the Lord, and I started talking about my grandmother leading me to the Lord uh, on my bed as a child, and 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 just just some of these things that were just kind of coming out of me, and it was amazing. This was a, a busy street, and uh, I don't mean don't think of like a New York where cars are just flying real fast, but a lot of action, people-wise, and uh, and people looking over the in their balconies and all this stuff, and it was amazing the attention it drew. It was like all of a sudden everyone was listening to this guy on the street. I mean, I don't really think that works here. I don't, unless the Lord tells you the street. I don't, I don't know if you just go onto the street and preach anymore. I don't think that's really the message that works here, at least in our country. Sometimes uh, I think people might um, throw things at you or something. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was amazing because I, I, the Spirit of God was all over me. And my words were much more than just my words. It was God was using this, and people were all of a sudden drawn in. And their attention was there because God was dealing with people to get saved. And, uh, and that's what I like. Amen. Amen. I mean, nothing wrong with it all. When someone looks at the Word of God in eternity and looks at creation and looks at uh, the resurrection and all these from a logical perspective, I like to do that because I think you can come to the Lord both rationally and with an encounter from God. I keep hearing stories about uh, fr- from people who are ministering in the Middle East uh, 
missionaries and, and, and getting testimonies. And it seems that many people who are Muslim, who are coming to Christ, are having visions. I keep hearing testimonies about Jesus appearing to people and, uh, and, and just these miraculous conversions where it's not just, hey, would you like to receive the Lord? Sure. <laughs> I mean, because there, there are a lot of people in our culture that are that ready. And they're, uh, but, but I keep hearing about these uh, amazing demonstrations and displays of, of, of God's power and, uh, and visions and revelations and, and so forth in, the, in, in these places. And again, we don't take anything away from the intellectual, you know, or let me say a rational approach. I've analyzed, yes, I've made my decision, I'm going to serve the Lord. But I tell you what, God's not limited to that. And let us not be in our educated society and educated minds thinking that, well, that's how we need to always approach this. No, 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 no. The power is in simplicity. The power is in the gospel, as Paul said. Remember Romans 1? The power is in the gospel. What is that? It's just good news. God moves with that. He'll, he'll ride on that and change people's hearts and change people's lives so that they'll never be the same again. Amen. Amen. And I tell you what, the Lord wants us to experience Him. He wants us to, to, to have times with Him where, man, God spoke. Where God spoke. We've all had times where we thought, was that God? Was that me? Hmm? But there's also times when you know. There's also times when, man, what in the world was that? I remember a guy prayed for me years ago, and, uh, and, and, I, and he prayed for me, laid hands on me, and I came to myself on my butt. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it wasn't a timber. <laughs> it was like... You know what I'm talking about? I mean, just the power of God just came on me so strong. I, I found myself getting up off the floor. I don't mean it was a long time. It was just probably a matter of seconds. But I thought, wow, man. <laughs> and, and I didn't get pushed. Wasn't one of those. <laughs> power of God all over me. And, I, and I, can, I never forget things like that. And times when there's heavy temptation or trial. Or thoughts being thrown at you. You sure about this? Times when the enemy comes at you. Like a flood. Comes at you to try to overwhelm you. Get you to question and, and doubt your call. Or what you're doing for God. Or the, the things that, you're, you've, um, that you've given up for Him. You draw these things back. And you purposefully remember. And say, but yeah, well what about that? Yeah, but what about that? What about that, that that healing? What about that time you got healed? You know that was the real deal. I mean, that was that was the real thing. Someone said, well, "I don't really have any have any of those." Get ready. I'm telling you, get ready. You seek and you'll find. And I'm not talking about just living for an experience. We live for God and base our lives on His Word. But I'm also get want to stay out of the other ditch. Where we think this is all just about study and learning. No, it's not all just about study and learning. God is a person. He is a God who is a person who loves us and wants to walk with us. And it's the reason He created us and then went the extra mile by purchasing our redemption. So that, 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 so that while we were yet sinners, He could say, I still love you, and I want to walk with you. I want to be with you forever. And He's made it such so that when we're done with this life, there'll never, ever, ever again be a hindrance or a separation between He and us. He didn't have to do this, but He did it because He wanted to be close with you. And He wanted to walk with me. And thank God these things don't begin later. Thank God these things begin today. Amen. And, and, and they begin the moment a person will call upon Him and look to Him and say, Lord, I welcome You. Amen. You, you might remember the, the Scripture. I was just going to talk for a couple minutes to start the service. Uh, but I'm just going to go with this while we're, while we're here. Uh, 
But you remember the scriptures over in, in Revelation. I think it's the third chapter where, um, where the Lord talks about, uh, if, how's it go? Behold, thank you, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears me, why, I'll come in and sup with him. And uh, oftentimes a scripture like that is used in connection with a lost person being saved. They say, the Lord's knocking at the door of your heart. And, and though I don't question whether people can get saved by hearing that, because in a matter of speaking, yes, the Lord's knocking at people's hearts who haven't received him. Amen. But really, that scripture was written to Christians. It was written to a church who obviously had Jesus on the outside. Wow, amazing. Saved, but Jesus is on the outside of the house knocking. Man, I never want that to be said about me. That I really, I really knew it. The Lord was trying to get into my life. But Lord, I'm saved. I'm, I'm sanctified. Washed in the blood. I know, but is my manner of life, is the way that I think, the way that I approach things, is He out there and I'm doing my own thing? Is, is he trying to get in? And uh, good news is, he said, if you will open it up, I'll come right on in and we'll hang out together and we'll talk and we'll have some times together. Amen. Maybe the, maybe the Lord is knocking at some doors tonight. Amen. Knocking at some doors. Maybe you're already saved and love God. Wouldn't even consider yourself backslidden. I don't know what they considered themselves but if the Lord's on the outside in any way, tell you what, let's open up today and say, Lord, come on in. Move in me. Move in my life. Amen. Now let me say something here as we just uh, take some time in His presence here tonight. Uh, sometimes we talk about, uh, and especially in an environment like this, we talk about more of God, having more of God. And before I ask a question, let me clarify and and I want to be accurate in that kind of thing. Understand this. When a, whenever a person receives the Lord, they have all of Him. All right? He didn't just give you His leg or His foot, and now you need to get the rest of Him. All right? And sometimes, you know, there's songs about more of Him. All right? We need, to be, we need to be right about this so we're not get goofed up in our thinking in our pursuit of, of, quote, more. All right? Here's what we should be thinking. If we ever use that terminology and we say, I want more of God in my life. Okay. You're not getting more of Him, per se, but you can get more revealed to you, more revelation of Him. All right? You can have more... Of the, of the move and manifestation of His Spirit in your life. And in, in that context, yeah, more is good. And you can seek more. Amen. I, I just want to be on the same page and be thinking the same way in line with so we don't get the impression and leave a service like this saying, I want more of God and, and, you know, having an idea like I don't have all of God. If you've received Jesus, you got all of Him. Amen. Now, when I say you have the Lord in your life, we all know there is a separate and distinct experience of being filled with the Spirit. And that's definitely an area where some can call out for more. Say, I, I'm saved. I love the Lord. It just seems like I need more. How many have had that experience uh, where, where, where you could say there was a time in my life where that's what it was like? It was like I was saved, but I needed more. And what that more was, you needed to be baptized in the Spirit. Lift your hand if I'm talking and you've had that, that kind of experience. Yeah. And so, and, and so that's, a, that's a common yearning. A person gets saved, they're born again, and yet there's that need for more. And that need is legitimate. Amen. But I'm telling you now, even those who've been born again, been filled with the Spirit, sometimes there's a yearning for more. And what that more is, is not that God needs to come in your life more. Again, it's like what I said. You see Him more. 
He's revealed to you. You have more revelation. You have more of a move of God's Spirit in your life. And, 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 and that is completely normal. That desire for these things is right. It's godly. And it's Spirit-led and Spirit-inspired. Amen. How, how many here, just with a quick wave at me, and I don't mean, ju- I'm not just talking about just tonight. You, you could say about yourself that there's been something in you that has been calling out for more. Wave at me if I'm talking to you. Amen. Amen. Father God, we just thank you tonight that you respond cry of our hearts. Lord, we're not looking for something else in this world. We're not crying out for something else in this world to fulfill us. This world is empty. This world is void of true fulfillment. But Lord, we are here to meet with you. And we call out to you and say we want to understand we want to see we want to walk with and we want to have more of the move of your spirit in our lives we're not looking to anyone else father we're not we're not deceived into thinking that's just if i just had a little more money i'd be happy be fulfilled lord our fulfillment and our satisfaction is in you and you alone Not deceived by this world that has nothing to offer. But we know that in you is life. There is fullness. There is abundance. There are pleasures at your right hand forevermore. And Lord, so we invite the Spirit of God to move in our individual lives here tonight. To stir us. To increase us. To reveal to us. Lord, show Yourself strong. Show Yourself mighty on behalf of Your children. Show Yourself omnipotent. Show Yourself all-knowing in our lives tonight. As we listen to Your voice, as we hear what You say, as we listen to Your voice, we call on You as we pray. I thank You, Lord for good things. I thank you that you move in our lives tonight. Amen. I thank you that you move in our midst tonight. Not something of man's doing, but something that's by the Spirit of the Lord. Thank you for moving in us. We give you praise and glory. We give you honor and thanksgiving. Everybody say it with me. Say, Lord, more. More of you. More of your spirit moving in my life. I receive from you every good thing, all that you've made available. I open myself up tonight. Serious. Increase more and more. We're going to increase week by week. There There is one thing I wanted to... Uh, it kept coming back up to up up in my heart that I want to say in in probably finishing out this service here tonight. And uh, if you have a Bible, look at Philippians chapter four with me. Amen. You get see see what what, what we want to do is become more sensitive to the Spirit in times like these because you'll notice that sometimes we'll go. A different direction do something different and the presence of God will increase it will get stronger it seems I, I recall last week you know I was I did a, a little mini teaching in there uh, in the in there somewhere last week and then when I stopped and I said let's just let's just pray for a minute we all got real quiet and the presence of God got real strong and I thought well, that's interesting. As soon as we shut up, he gets strong <laughs> as far as the move of his spirit. And sometimes that's just the right thing to do. Amen. But as we're sensitive, we'll recognize 
there's times when these things increase more and more and uh, I can man I can tell you about times when it just moving in the spirit where you know I have a word of knowledge or a, a prophecy or tongues and interpretation and it's just kind of there and as you act on it it kind of increases and uh, and then becomes more clear and, and, and there's other times where I could prophesy to a tree I, I mean I mean that figuratively <laughs> I know we're in Idaho we're not in Sun Valley though but anyway uh, but we, you know, what, what I'm saying is I mean seriously there have been times when I carry around and I can't exactly I can't teach this but I carry around with me for hours before a meeting something inside of me yet I can't articulate it it's just mm. and I know that I could look that if I got close enough to a person I'm not it's not it's not there right now I mean there's a similar feel because it's the spirit, same spirit but I don't know if you remember uh, you know King Saul who was you know didn't end up the nicest guy in the world but he was trying to kill David and all this kind of stuff but uh, anyway one day he without going through the whole story but uh, he showed up after a bunch of his other he kept sending all his bad boys to do the dirty work and uh, take out these people and he'd show up there around the prophets and as soon as they'd get there they'd drop their swords they'd drop all their what and they'd start prophesying and when Saul, Saul finally showed up Saul shows up he's not even right with God he's not even right with God and he shows up there and he starts prophesying and then there went a saying around there is Saul among the prophets or something 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 like that and I thought what's going, what is up with that I tell you what the Spirit of God these, these are believers meetings we're talking about here but I'm telling you even an unbeliever can come into our midst and the Spirit of God will impact and affect them absolutely and draw them to him and they'll they'll experience God on a greater level than they ever have why well ultimately because of God but watch it's because of the rest of the believers who do know him it was because in the Old Testament that the other prophets were there and they were speaking the word of the Lord and God was manifest and then these others come in and whoa uh, thus saith the Lord and they began to speak by the Spirit amen I don't know if you've noticed but it's already increased since I started talking last week is when I shut up this week was when I started, started talking the presence of God is just is increasing more and more uh, even as we're here just in the presence of God amen amen increasing thank you Lord <laughs> amen and as we do take time with him I tell you what he he'll, his spirit will begin to reveal things begin to show us things for he's the spirit of God desires for you to walk in greater understanding of him of his ways and of all things pertaining to your life for he's got a plan for you he's got a purpose and he's got a desire and a will to show you and reveal every single step that you are to take as you take them I'm speaking by the spirit I'm prophesying to you right now okay I'm telling you the spirit of God is is so desirous for us to walk in these things in these in this spiritual realm and for us not to just live natural lives but for us to come up and walk with the spirit Praise God, because as you walk with the Spirit in here, you'll begin to walk with the Spirit boldly out there. You'll learn His ways, and it'll become natural to you. It'll become normal to you, and you'll begin to function and begin to operate in the Spirit at Costco. Amen. You begin to operate in the Spirit at, 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 at the mall or in your, in your backyard, because He's always the same wherever you're at. He's always there and always able to do, and we learn to walk in that anointing I tell you what learn to walk in that anointing to where you don't have to have a prayer meeting first necessarily to get God to move huh you don't have to have an hour of worship to get God to move I heard one guy say in our Bible school that if you can't wake up from sleep and raise someone from the dead you're backslidden 
Now, it's not it's kind of an extreme statement, but the point is God's the same, and you're a believer. You ought to always be walking with Him. It's not like, oh, this is a hard one. Let's get prayed up. <laughs> you know, or if we, you know, when we pray for people in our healing meetings in different times, and someone's got a really bad condition or a really noticeable condition, there, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, you know, now we've got to really press in on this one. Before, I was staring at the wall, but now, <laughs> got to all start praying. Well, what is that? That's just flesh. Uh, we're just saying, we've got to try really hard on this. No, we are not got to try real hard. we just got to trust real hard. <laughs> Amen. It's just a matter of walking with God and learning to walk in that anointing. Amen. We're like the Old Testament when the guy lost the axe. The axe head, he borrowed the axe. Man, you borrow it, and then it breaks off, and the axe goes in the river. And, you know, and the prophet said, go get a stick. Put it in the water. And the axe head floated. Well, they didn't call a prayer meeting first. Huh? They didn't say, we got to have three hours of anointed worship, and we'll see if we can get that thing to float. No, the Spirit of God's always there, and you learn to cooperate and flow with Him and work with Him. And uh, say, well, that was a prophet in the Old Testament. I'm not a prophet. Well, it might be true. You're not a prophet. But here, that's not the issue. The issue is the same Spirit lives in all believers in the New Testament. Every single one of us have that same potential because we live with the Spirit abiding in us. In the Old Testament, they didn't have that. Only a few people had that, had the Spirit on them. In the New Testament, everybody can have that. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's important to pray in tongues, by the way, too. Let me just share this with you and as we, uh, I think we finish up here tonight. Amen. It's good to pray in the Spirit. Amen. Say, why don't we do that on Sunday? Because it's a different kind of meeting. All right? Because you oftentimes have those who are unlearned, and you have those who are unbelievers. 1 Corinthians 14 says they'll think you're crazy. In, an opportun- in a setting like this where we can explain, we can teach, we don't leave people behind, then we can have a little more freedom because we're, we're all believers. Amen? In the New Testament, they would do that. When believers are together, they'd lift up their voice. Amen? Together. Together. Thank you, Lord. Verse 4 of Philippians 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord every once in a while. It says, Rejoice in the Lord when the money is flowing. Rejoice in the Lord. How often? Always. Again, I say, let me say it again. Rejoice! That's what the Lord says. Now listen, it's important for us to understand and learn. I know this is, seems unrelated, but this is what was up, come up in my heart. I just want to share this tonight. We need to know how to deal with disappointment. As a believer, you didn't get an overriding promise to say, flowery bed of roses for the rest of your life because you have Jesus in your heart. We still live in a troublesome world. We need to know how to respond when, where in the world did that come from? Like, out of the blue, or what an idiot, or, you know, where in the, how did that happen? How do we respond? This is the answer. We've, and then listen, uh, this doesn't naturally come floating up. It doesn't when, you know, someone rear-ends you and you think, (laughs) hallelujah. (laughs) You know, because we're Christians, that's the only thought that comes, right? (laughs) Lots of other thoughts come, right? But how often are we to rejoice? Always. And I'm not saying get out of your car and woo-hoo-hoo-hoo, hallelujah, pray. That might be a little overboard. Or maybe not if you really need to. But, but we need to learn how to respond to things not going our way. And we can respond in faith 
or we can respond with doubt and fear. Oh, man, now what am I going to do? Or I can obey the word and rejoice in any given situation. I'm not happy about the bumper, dude running into my car or whatever a circumstance. I'm not happy about that, but I'm happy in the Lord. I'm rejoicing. Did it say that? In the Lord. The Lord doesn't change. Circumstances might change. I'm not rejoicing in that. I'm not rejoicing if I have a huge bill and I don't know how to pay it or, or whatever. If I got a, a sickness attacks my body. I don't rejoice in that. I rejoice in the Lord. Because in the Lord, everything is solved. He has all the answer, all the victory, all the resources, all the wisdom, everything we could ever need. That's why... We rejoice in Him. And I'm telling you, that decision, not that feeling now, the decision to do that is the first step in your circumstances changing and coming back. It's a decision we make. Amen. And I don't know if there are some folks who've had some junk happen to them this week or, or will or what the case may be. But exercise yourself in godliness and in truth by making a decision. And you you might have to pinch yourself, make yourself, and you might start off like, I rejoice. God is good in my life. Praise the Lord. But you're, you're stepping out by faith. Come on now. So that sounds like a put on. Yeah, it's called put on the new man. Because your old man wants to come out of the grave in situations like that. That's when you slam the coffin and say, no, you're dead. Only the new guy likes to rejoice all the time. And you're letting the new guy rise. Amen. There was an old song we used to sing years ago. It went up. It was called Hallelujah Anyhow. And the words were, Hallelujah, anyhow. Never, never let your problems get you down. When life's trouble comes your way, hold your head up high and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. Amen. (laughs) Not because of what happened, but in spite of that, I'm going to rejoice in Him. And again, it's easier to preach. It's easier to sing. When you're feeling the anointing and God's moving, uh, then when something junk happens, but that's where we live by principle, we live by decision, you say, hallelujah, anyhow, amen, 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 and it gets everything straight so we can have the right attitude, the attitude of thankfulness and gratitude and keeping our focus on Him, amen, amen, I believe the Lord wanted us to, to say those things before we finish up tonight.